We all need a shot of encouragement to keep us going. A new beginning with Greg Laurie is sure to help in your journey of faith. Hear it twice daily. Details at vision.org.au. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. An important conversation coming over this next hour, one you'll be able to participate in. And I'll give you a website in just a few moments so you can have a checklist uh, that we'll be talking about over this next hour. And it might be useful to you if you're wanting to know what's going on with the policies of the political parties in the Victorian state election. As you'll be aware, it is a critical state election in Victoria. It's on this Saturday. It's one of the more colourful election campaigns and, as one report suggests, full of scandals and sloganeering. Labour's slogan is Delivering for All Victorians. The Liberals' slogan is Get Back in Control. Victorian voters will decide whether Premier Daniel Andrews or opposition leader Matthew Guy have the support of voters to govern for the next four years. Well, our focus today is on the moral and ethical issues in the Victorian election campaign. The Australian Christian lobby says whilst in power, the Labor government has made the teaching of radical and dangerous gender theory mandatory in all state high schools. They've legalised euthanasia and assisted suicide. And they've attacked Christian organisations to remove their ability to employ all staff who share their ethos. Now, there's other things mentioned as well, but just to raise those three points. Well, up to half of all voters are expected to have already voted before Saturday for the Victorian election. Now, you'll be curious to know that the Australian Christian Values Institute has released its Christian Values Checklist informing Christians of positions on major policy issues in contrast to a biblical view of what it is that we might describe as a biblical view of a flourishing society. So two familiar names to join us over this next hour who are a part of the backbone behind the Australian Christian Values Checklist. Names you'll be familiar with, Warwick Marsh, who leads Dads for Kids, the Fatherhood Foundation, and Christian commentator Bill Muhlenberg from Culture Watch. We do a regular update on a Friday. Uh, Let me, uh, first of all, a special welcome to you, Warwick Marsh. Great to be talking to you today, Neil. And to you, Bill Muhlenberg. Welcome back. Always a pleasure. Let me say for listeners, as we get into this conversation, you can go to the Christian Values website, christianvalues.org.au, and there you'll find the Australian Christian Values Checklist. That's what we'll be referring to through our conversation over this next hour. Uh, Bill and Warwick, uh, the Australian Christian Values Institute has been around since 1999. You've got a very simple way of bringing contrast for voters to understand how things will look for the election coming up on Saturday. A series of ticks, crosses and question marks. Uh, Warwick Marsh, if I come to you, uh, it does make it simple to be able to, at a glance, see what the major parties believe on these significant issues. Yes, Neil, um, politics can be very complicated, uh, and certainly on these uh, values issues and moral issues, the parties almost go out of their way to hide their positions from voters. Um, 
so we've been looking, working on this thing for a number of, many, many years now, a couple of decades, um, and um, Bill's been helping us virtually since day one, um, and we've had other people who've helped us uh, over many years, and it's a credit to them, to be frank with you, as we've developed this, because we wanted to make it very simple for people, because whilst you, Neil, and I, and Bill, will we'll be happy to discuss politics for two or three hours, and uh, you know, uh, and still be going. The average uh, person really doesn't, and a person of faith probably wants to look at this for a minute, sixty seconds, twenty seconds, um, and make a very quick decision. So what we've done is we've looked at the questions of interest to people of faith, and they're biblical, biblical people of faith, um, and we then uh, pick those questions out and that they usually relate to policies that are in play or uh, have been in play. So they're questions that relate to real issues. And then we rate the parties on those uh, key questions. And the um, if they get a, a red cross, that means that uh, they're just definitely opposed to this, um, this you know, positive value. And if they get a green tick, that means that they're 100% behind it. And then you've got all these situations in between where you've got you know, a cross question mark on red box, which means, well, they're against it, but, you know, there might be some people who will, will prepare to have a, have a um, conscience vote in the party, there's some willingness to look at these issues, but it's not in the majority. And you go across to the, um, you know, green tick, uh, or, or just a straight question mark means, well, we just don't know. And, um, you know, there's a, just a lot, of, <laughs> pardon me, a lot of question marks uh, quite literally about these policies and uh, we're not even sure what they think, we're not even sure they know what they think uh, and then you've got the a green uh, tick uh, question mark which means well, we think most of the people in the party are on believe this but unfortunately there are some people in the party that don't and don't hold to these this Christian value and therefore it's a green tick so there's virtually five positions mm, um, coded makes it easy to look at so someone can look at this in 20 seconds and go 10 seconds and go yep i know who to vote for and of course it's that 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 decision is up to the individual voter yep and of course if you're looking at a checklist like this you do want to have confidence in those who've put it together uh, to appreciate that they have good insight into these things if i come to you bill muhlenberg uh, since 1999 this checklist has been produced for elections and typically on many of the welfare and social justice type issues uh, party policies can be similar so some people might be saying well why aren't we talking about uh, the promises for baby bundles or boot camps and uh, things like that which seem to be a little bit gimmicky and uh, make nice fodder for the media for the headlines at the evening news uh, bill muhlenberg why is it so important to focus on these moral and ethical issues because some people will say isn't it just an election we just vote for our favorite whoever attracts our attention well you're right to uh, say that on some of the uh, policies, there can be some amount of uh, overlap and similarity, but certainly when it comes to the uh, ethical issues, what we can call the culture war issues, and often issues impacting Christians, uh, the differences can be quite uh, broad indeed between certainly the main parties. So that's why, uh, well, A, the, the media, mainstream media often is not talking about those kind of issues, but B, 
uh, all believers should be concerned not just about things like the economy and, you know, budget deficits, but they should be concerned about, well, moral deficits, spiritual deficits, and that's happening big time throughout Australia, certainly in uh, in uh, Victoria. I uh, just uh, put up on my website a lengthy article on the upcoming Victorian election, and it was interesting. As part of my research, I clicked onto a uh, Guardian newspaper article about this. Now, the Guardian, of course, is a gung-ho left-wing, secular left newspaper. So I was talking about this is what's at stake uh, on Saturday's election. And it's interesting. They did list all the moral, cultural things. They were afraid they were going to lose safe schools. There might be a rollback on abortion on demand. There might be a fight back on euthanasia. There might be a lot of things turning around if uh, labor is thrown out and the liberals get in. So that was interesting to see how a very leftist newspaper is quite worried about this election, especially in terms of those moral and cultural issues, simply because they know what's at stake. They know that all this is up for grabs if labor should lose. So all the more reason for Christians to kind of wake up, uh, get involved, become aware of what's really at stake, and vote uh, wisely as a result. All eyes are on Victoria for this weekend, and I know people right around Australia are interested in the developments that have been happening in Victoria. Victoria appears to be that state that leads the way into all things immoral and unethical when we talk about that through uh, the prism of a Christian lens. Uh, Warwick Marsh, you're not in Victoria. You're in New South Wales. Uh, Bill Muhlenberg, you're in Victoria today, and uh, you're there in uh, the fishbowl environment. Uh, Warwick Marsh, let me ask you, from those looking on to the Victorian state election from outside, uh, bringing a little bit more of an objective view, well, we hope might be a bit more of an objective view, uh, how are you seeing Victoria in relation to what's happening in other states? Because Victoria does seem to be leading the way into all things unethical and immoral compared to a Christian view. Yeah, look, it uh, is. And just by the way, I was actually down in Victoria on the weekend uh, praying for Victoria and part of the awakening celebration at the Marvel Stadium uh, in Docklands there in, in the central CBD. Um, it was an amazing event, by the way, and gave me great encouragement. So, look, good things are coming out of Victoria. And that event was probably the most amazing Christian event I've ever been to um, probably bar in the Billy Graham crusade event that I went to in, in 79. Um, I got saved through a Billy Graham uh, crusade. So people say that big crusades don't work. Well, I'm a living testament that if they do, number one, and number two, I've seen thousands of people come to Christ because of it. But So yes, good things are happening in Victoria. It's not all doom and gloom, but certainly politically, uh, unfortunately, um, Victoria has actually... Um, as you say, say, have said, led the way uh, in, 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 in darkness. And uh, the, the, the uh, abortion laws are brought in, I think it was 2007, 2008, wasn't it, Bill, around that time? Yep, 2008. Um, 2008, which were the most horrific abortion laws um, that the world actually has seen. Now, unfortunately, that, those horrific abortion laws pretty much have been brought into Queensland, modelled directly after... Victoria, only just a matter of, um, you know, about a month ago. So, you know, what happens 
you know, you know, you can have a domino effect. You can have a domino of righteousness, where you have uh, states enact truth and righteousness, and people, um, you know, that becomes a domino for the truth and for love and for light. But you also have domino effects where uh, states that embrace evil actually lead other states into evil. And unfortunately, um, the Andrews government has been a leader in promoting uh, evil, promoting uh, injustice, uh, promoting injustice against life. Uh, they brought in the euthanasia laws, which are triggered to take start to come into play, I think, June next year. And so this government has a track record of, of unrighteousness in every respect. Uh, the introduction of, of um, I would describe them as uh, pedophilic state, uh, pedophilic uh, safe school laws, or inclined to uh, pushing in that direction. We were sexualizing our children and, and young teenagers in, in a wrong way, in an aberrant way, and we're pulling them away from, <clears throat> from life and pulling them away from truth and purpose. And, um, you know, we have to do something about it. And so the, the problem is a lot of Christian people don't listen to the media. They're, they're busy, um, you know, working hard. Over time, the dad's going out there earning to keep, to put a house, to keep a house over the head of the family. Mum's busy with um, things at school, or she's got a part-time job, and um, so they don't, they're not up with what's happening. So the Christian Values Checklist is there to help people make those vital, vital decisions uh, this coming Saturday, but in, in the days and weeks leading up to this Saturday as well. Okay, it is at an, an at-a-glance look at where the parties stand, and as I've got the checklist in front of me right now, uh, we mentioned there's a series of crosses and ticks and question marks, and so there's five different ways you can uh, look at things. As you mentioned, there's a green tick that says, yes, that's uh, that party's got a good position on that, or the red cross, which means, you know, that's really, they've got uh, a contrary position to a Christian view, and where there's a crosser, with those question marks, it means that there's uh, there's likelihood that they'll go that way green or that way uh, red. Uh, Bill Muhlenberg, coming to you on the 21 points that are on the Christian values checklist. I wonder whether you might we might not go through all of them because listeners will have to go online to to get the full snapshot of the 21 points. But out of those, uh, which ones are standouts for you, uh, which would give a clear demarcation between policies that parties hold for? This this Saturday's election? Well, probably without question, the, the main one in that category would be what we can call the wretched, diabolical, really, uh, safe schools programs. Uh, they go by different names. They keep changing the name to catch us off guard, respectful relationships, and so on. Uh, but they're all the same. Uh, we've, I think, talked about these before on the in our interviews, and I've certainly written dozens and dozens of articles on just how harmful these programs are. Warwick has already mentioned them. They are a direct assault on our children. In fact, there's no question that they're about grooming children, A, snatching away their innocence as children at the youngest of ages, but B, trying to sexualize them. This goes way back to Kinsey and his attempts to sexualize and experiment on children, uh, the radical left with Roz Ward and people at Latrobe have fully bought into this. Dan Andrews is 100% supportive of it and has vowed to get it even more 
uh, into every school. Right now, he's very proud to claim that 98% of all secondary schools, state schools in Victoria, have it. And I just wrote in my piece, I have absolutely no doubt if he's returned, heaven forbid, uh, it's going to be uh, primary schools will be next. Also, Christian schools, independent schools, they will all be forced to have these radical and really atrocious uh, sex programs uh, launched at our vulnerable children. So that is probably one of the worst things a new, newly reelected Andrews government will give us. While on the other hand, Matthew Guy of the Liberals has said they will scrap these programs. So it's pretty clear choice simply on that issue alone. One's going to run with it even further, expand it, make it even more mandatory, probably even greater uh, penalties for those who dare to not get involved, whereas the other party, the Liberals, said we don't want anything to do with it, we will stop it if we get elected. So that alone, I would think if you're any kind of biblical Christian who loves God, who's concerned about your children, your grandchildren, who agrees with God about his views of human sexuality, the sacredness of life, uh, resisting this toxic sexuality culture that's targeting our children, I would think just this one issue alone should be enough to help uh, voters decide which way they're going to vote on Saturday. Well, we're talking through some of the issues on the Australian Christian Values Checklist and especially for Victorian listeners today uh, to be able to access that for an at-a-glance view of where the parties sit with their policy on these moral and ethical issues. Uh, So that would be number six on the Christian Values Checklist. And as I look across and I can see the parties, and of course you've got the Greens, Labor, the Liberals, the Nationals and the DLP, and out of that number six on the checklists, uh, you can see red crosses in the Greens and in the Labor columns, and you can see green ticks in the Liberal, the National, and the DLP. So a vote for either of those parties that have a green tick uh, would be a positive and would be a statement that would be against that whole safe schools issue. Warwick Marsh and Bill Muhlenberg, our guests, you can follow along with our conversation. We're talking about the Australian Christian Values Checklist. Uh, You can look at your own copy of that when you go online at christianvalues.org.au. Uh, To you, Warwick, and to Bill, there is an aspiration of the Greens. Uh, They're eyeing off a ministry in a Labour minority government if they can secure a balance of power in the election on the weekend. Now, Daniel Andrews has ruled out making any sort of deals, but uh, it's inevitable that leaders always rule those things out. Uh, Bill Muhlenberg, with the likely backlash that some people will have to some of the major uh, issues in the Labour Party, uh, it is very possible, isn't it, the Greens could hold the balance of power after Saturday? Yeah, well, absolutely. Uh, In fact, that's exactly what the Greens are saying. As I mentioned, my new article up today, I quote uh, from the Greens and what they're trying to do. They've made it quite clear. They're happy to jump into bed with labor. They're pretty much on the same ideological page anyways. And the uh, Greens leader in Victoria, Samantha Ratnam, uh, made a very interesting uh, claim, uh, which was just reported in Melbourne's Age. She said this, 
we want to form progressive government, and we are happy to sit down at the table with labor and try and form the most progressive government this state has ever seen. Wow. Now, I would have thought it already is the most progressive government we've seen, in fact, in the whole country. I'm not aware of any other state that's gone this far down the radical left rabbit hole. Uh, In fact, a couple of years ago, I wrote a piece saying that, um, no question, Dan Andrews is Australia's leading cultural Marxist. He's pushing every agenda item of the radical hardcore left. The Greens, of course, have been doing this for ages as well. And now they're talking about how happy they will be to get together, especially if Dan Andrews gets in, of course, to effectively rule together uh, and push even more what they call progressive, which we would call regressive policies to further undermine faith, family, and freedom. So this is scary stuff indeed. But the other side knows full well exactly what's, uh, what's at stake here. Warwick Marsh, as I look at that Christian values checklist and I look at the column of the Greens and you have basically crosses, uh, red crosses in all of except two. Uh, In other words, the Greens, uh, you know, say some nice things about the environment from time to time and they even have a policy that is uh, about reducing the number of gaming machines in hotels. Uh, But in fact, when I look at the two columns, Labor and the Greens, uh, both of them have equal numbers of red crosses, uh, perhaps a couple of different sections where there are some green ticks, but uh, there doesn't look to be anything much good about Labor or the Greens when it comes to uh, these moral and ethical issues we're talking about. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on the fact that there are so many red crosses that characterise Labor and the Greens? It's a good, good point, um, Neil. Um, we've been... A lot of people of faith are often people that love the environment, which is legitimate because God created the environment and he created the earth and he wants us to look after it. And um, I'm a bit of a tree hugger myself, actually, as Bill well knows, and I feed parrots every morning at my home. And the bottom line is that a lot of people don't understand that the Greens' policies are very pernicious uh, against life, against family, against our children... Um, and, you know, at, at every level, there's just so, many, so much stuff that they're bringing in uh, under this beautiful, warm, cuddly, koala bear sort of uh, pretext that we love the animals and love the trees, but they actually hate human beings and quite, in fact, almost happy to wipe them, wipe them out. And so, unfortunately, the Labor Party has, under Andrews, and I, I'll 100% agree with Bill, um, the, the, the premier of um, the current premier of Victoria is, is the most uh, Marxist, uh, leftist, um, radical, um, God-hating premier in 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 Australia, and he's taken the Labor Party because there are some good people in the Labor Party. He's, he's pushed the Labor Party and bullied the Labor Party into going virtually where where the checklist is. I believe it's 100% accurate. Politically, the judgment is that on a, on a moral Christian values. Uh, basis, there's very, virtually virtually indistinguishable. Um, there, there is um, very minor differences between the Greens, and that's a, that's a real worry for Victoria. It's a real worry for Victorian uh, voters because they don't have a lot of choice. 
Um, so, yes, I'd agree 100% with that. Okay, well, let me take this a step deeper here, and I'll come to you, Bill Muhlenberg, because as I look at the columns for the Liberal Party and the National Party, I'm still seeing a sea of red crosses. Now, there are some more green ticks in the columns for the Liberal Party and the National Party, but there's still an awful lot of red crosses in there, and that might indicate that Matthew Guy and the Liberals may not have the sort of policies that we as Christians might see as ideal either. What, is, what are your thoughts on, on how the columns look for the Liberals and the Nationals? Yes, well, as I said in my piece today, uh, they are no panacea, sadly. Uh, no party is. Uh, but compared to Labour and the Greens, they're light years ahead, and, you know, any Christian should be able to see the difference. But having said that, uh, well, look, uh, there have been weaknesses, uh, not just here in Victoria, but in many of the uh, Victorian state Liberal parties. In fact, you could talk about federal liberals uh, certainly under people like Turnbull. So here, Matthew Guy, he's a Christian. He goes to a Presbyterian church in Melbourne. Uh, he's good on some things. He'll talk tough on safe schools. Uh, they're going to reintroduce <coughs> religious education. However, Matthew Guy has been weak on things like homosexuality and homosexual marriage. In fact, I uh, quoted another uh, a piece, uh, I think another Melbourne Age piece, on uh, the fact that, sadly, uh, Matthew Guy will continue to promote and fund various homosexual activities and agenda items if he wins office. So, again, for the biblical Christian, that's not ideal. I mean, why, you know, I thought the Libs were the conservative party, so why not, instead of just being a lighter shade of pink, why not really distinguish yourselves from labor and green? So... It's a mixed bag. Uh, doing some good stuff, certainly better than labour, but some areas that we have to be a bit concerned about as well. Just 90 seconds out from the news, there is another party in these columns. It's the DLP, the Democratic Labour Party, and this is a party that has Christian foundations to it. Uh, Bill, your thoughts on the DLP, and I mean, they're not likely to win a whole lot of seats, but they're ticking all the right boxes. Yeah, they are ticking all the right boxes, uh, founded by Bob Santa Maria over 50 years ago, uh, mainly a Catholic party at the time, really, as you know, helped to split the Labour Party, kept Labour out of government federally. So it's had an important history. It's kind of been in decline to some extent of recent years, but uh, running a number of candidates, uh, as you say, maybe not going to get in, but their preferencing could be crucial. So it's important to have smaller parties like that. One of those most important questions that all Australians are looking at and comes into play significantly in Victoria, this issue of freedom of speech. If I come to you first, Warwick Marsh, freedom of speech, one of the things at the top of everybody's agenda right now, waiting for the government to release their thoughts on freedom of religion, which includes freedom of speech. But what are your thoughts for what's happening for the Victorian election? Well, there's a terrible oppression uh, coming against Christians, it's almost like sort of shooting gallery for people of faith. Recently, there was a uh, in, in New South Wales, there was a, a, a bridal magazine that had to close because of uh, threats by um, homosexual activists and those who uh, were attacking it. But that sort of freedom of speech issue is becoming commonplace around Australia. But it's worse in Victoria because of the 
the Andrews government, which has promoted um, all sorts of uh, ridiculous ideas. And you mentioned earlier about the idea that, um, you know, schools shouldn't be allowed to have someone of their own, with their own ethos, teaching. Now, if you went up to the Labor Party, Daniel Andrews, and said, you must employ a... Um, a, 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 a pastor who has got you know Christian values, you must employ him as your personal secretary to to, to your uh, organisation. He'd object to that, and rightfully so, because he doesn't want someone like that. He he wants someone who thinks the, the way he does. Um, and uh, you know, if you went to the Greens and uh, leader and said, look, you must employ a Christian in your office who's got a Christian worldview, who believes in life, who believes in um, marriages between a man and a woman, who believes that uh, we shouldn't kill our children, uh, she'd say, well, that's ridiculous. So I've got every right to employ who I want to employ, um, because that's, that's how things work. Uh, that's the reality of, of how things work. But we have a situation now, as you pointed out, Neil, where the um, government... Um, current government is is actually has tried a number of times to introduce those, those sort of laws, and is absolutely committed to introducing, introducing those laws should they be re-elected uh, on this coming election, which is taking place this coming Saturday, uh, the 24th of November. They will actually bring those sort of laws in, where they will force Christian organisations to employ people that aren't Christian, and that is a travesty of justice. And it's an oppression, oppression, an attack against free speech by Christian organisations and churches. Okay, plenty to talk about. Let's take a call, though. Chris is in Victoria. Hello, Chris. Welcome along. Uh, good day, Neil and guests. Yeah, I just want to ask Bill, um, what does he think that the, the um, Matthew guy has not really um, gone hard enough uh, regarding the red shirt scandal and um, uh, letting the people of Victoria know that? Uh, that uh, obviously Daniel Andrews and his government think they're above the law, you know. Uh, in reality, the police should actually uh, round up these guys on election day and uh, cancel their, uh, you know, their ticket. Uh, good thoughts there, Chris. Uh, Bill Muhlenberg, your thoughts on the red, sh- the red shirt scandal? Yeah, well, look, I fully agree. Uh, obviously, as a Victorian as well, I sit and have the TV on, I see the ads... Uh, first of all, I see a whole lot more labor ads. They seem to be on, you know, 50 times a day, every day, but I don't see hardly any ads from the libs. I'm not sure if that's a lack of funding for the liberals or the stations are censoring out liberal uh, advertising, but yeah, I agree. The uh, Rorts for Vote scandal, I mean, there's been one scandal after another. Uh, your caller is certainly right to say some people should be put in jail because of all these scandals, and yet uh, I haven't seen as much of the Liberal Party on some of their advertising at least going after this. I think they should. Uh, Maybe we'll see it in the next few days. But, yeah, just, you know, leaving aside even moral Christian concerns about, say, abortion and so on, just the various scandals, the, uh, well, complete waste of money and the various uh, political schemes that uh, the Andrews government has been caught out on. I'm not sure why anybody would want to see him return to office. 
Thank you so much to Chris from Victoria for your thoughts. 1-800-316-316. If you'd like to have your say, uh, talking about the Victorian state election coming up this Saturday. Uh, Bill Muhlenberg, just stay with you for just a few moments here because another issue, uh, this issue of euthanasia, assisted dying, uh, there is, of course, as we mentioned, uh, it won't come into play until sometime June, July next year. But is there a possibility that that euthanasia law could be repealed uh, if votes go the right way this weekend? Uh, or is that that legislation here to stay? What are your thoughts on possibilities? Well, two quick things to say. It's always harder to undo a law once it's been passed, which is the why we need to fight them uh, before they go through. And secondly, we know they won't be overturned if labor gets in. So our only hope, of course, is if the liberals get in. And we do know, as I put it in my recent article, uh, we have some very strong pro-life politicians. You know, you think of uh, Bernie Finn and others who are very committed, not just to overturning our uh, kill bills in Victoria, but our uh, horrific abortion laws as well. So certainly there will be players involved who will be pushing this strongly, whether Matthew Guy will be keen to run with this, certainly right away uh, remains to be seen. But there is hope, obviously, if the liberals get in, that some of this can be overturned. No hope at all. In fact, things will get worse if Labor gets back in. Okay, Warwick Marsh, let me come to you uh, talking about uh, possibilities here because it would appear uh, that there might not be a whole lot of change if there is uh, either Labor or Liberal uh, returned uh, to uh, government after Saturday, it comes to this issue of balance of power. You've got a lower house in Victoria and you've got an upper house, a sort of legislative council in Victoria. A balance of power issues. The Greens, as we mentioned, are hoping to have a balance of power after the election. The DLP, they don't even have a seat as far as I'm aware, but, uh, but there is a possibility for a balance of power for an upper house uh, election there. What are your thoughts for the possibilities of balance of power going either way uh, for this coming Saturday's election? Um, Just firstly to comment on the question you had to Bill, the reality is that if Labor gets, there there will be, there is a difference between Labor and and the Liberals. Um, Labor is is basically committed to an absolute pro-Marxist, pro-evil agenda, and if they get re-elected, that will be like the encouragement they need to even go worse. So that's, they're already committed to that. They're, they've already said that, number number one. Number two, if, if in fact the Greens were to have the balance of power, that would be the nightmare from hell, because the Greens then would be dragging the Labor Party that's already come so far to the left, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, they would just drag them further into the sort of cesspool of bad legislation and wickedness and darkness. So, yes, um, there is a difference there. The Liberals are, you know, as you pointed out, Bill, um, you know, they're likely to hold the fort a little bit, um, but the there can be a good balance of power situation arise if, in fact, you had the DLP in the upper house, um, but they, they had a, if they were able to get a few people in the upper house I think there's eight, uh, eight sections of uh, the upper house. <clears throat> so 
uh, in the Victorian upper house. So you, you, if they could get one or two in and they could hold the balance of power with the Liberals, they could actually say to the Liberals, listen, we will, we will help you uh, govern on the condition that you put this wretched legislation, euthanasia legislation, up um, for a, another vote because we believe it's bad legislation and, and, it, and it needs to have uh, further, further, further thought about it, which would be totally legitimate on their behalf. And if they did that, there's a chance we could get knocked back. So th- it is very critical, I believe, for Christians to be strategic in how they vote. And obviously we um, have you know, done the evaluation. You have to make your judgment whether our, our evaluation is correct. But that evaluation is a, is a, is a team evaluation. We've sought uh, other expert opinion. And we've got a very, very skilled team on the, on the Australian Christian Values Institute. We've been doing this for 20 years. And unfortunately, we've been proved right time and time and time again, haven't we, Bill? We wish we weren't, we weren't right, but unfortunately, we have been right in a lot of our calls over many, many years. Is that right, Bill? Yeah, afraid so. Uh, Bill, let me ask you about the DLP, because in Victoria, the DLP has been stronger than perhaps other states. And uh, as you mentioned a little earlier, a long history. Uh, is there a breath of life in the DLP at the present time uh, that will attract voters to them? Uh, what are your thoughts about the DLP and some possible resurgence? Well, as in much of the world, America, certainly Brexit, Europe, people are tiring of the main parties. Uh, they see them as Tweedledum and Tweedledee. So many people see the main parties as Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Um, the, 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 and especially where you've got a compulsory vote system like Australia, which essentially is not a bad idea because it keeps people in a more moderate uh, position in a general sense. Um, but the parties become so indistinguishable that it's hard to pick between them. And um, there is a desperate need for us to, um, to actually go to the parties that have strong Christian ethos. And the DLP has probably got as many evangelicals in it now as, as it has Catholics. And its constitution, if you read it, is very, very strongly Christian. And so they are the, really the strongest uh, Christian party available right now uh, on a vote sense for those who want to consider voting for a party that's got faith and actually got a, got a moral backbone, backbone. And a lot of them people that are standing are people of great integrity. Um. Talking about the Victorian state election this weekend, uh, let's take another call. Let's hear from Peter in New South Wales. Hello, Peter. Welcome along. Thank you. I'm in New South Wales. I've been a Christian 60 years. All I'm concerned about is if they get away with it in Victoria, all the rest will follow like a domino. And um, I think it's time that Christians stood up. Uh, good thoughts there. Uh, Warwick Marsh, a quick thought from you on Peter's comment. Well, Peter, congratulations. I think 100% correct. Unfortunately, leadership, um, it's, it's, uh, leadership is exercised by those who do things. And, um, and evil, evil leadership is now coming from Daniel Andrews. And it's, it's forcing the Victorian uh, state to go in a, a, a bad direction. And Peter is right that often that means that other states follow. Whereas if we can have people stand up for truth, people stand up for life, people stand up for marriage, people stand up for family, people stand up for our children, that can have a reverse effect in a positive sense. So we've got a situation now, we've got a lot of um, 
pretty sort of dark uh, situations developing in West Australia um, and uh, other states, um, Victoria, Queensland, um, and even in the ACT. Um, and so, yeah, they had this sort of domino effect. So you can have a positive domino effect or a negative domino effect, and I would argue right now we've been experiencing a negative domino effect for many, many years, for, for several decades, and we've got to reverse that. So Peter, right. Peter from New South Wales, thank you so much for your call. We won't take any more calls. Uh, just uh, We've got Bill Muhlenberg back on the line with us. Uh, Bill Muhlenberg, a couple of issues, just very quickly, a quick comment from you, because uh, right now, even as we speak, uh, they're preparing to have the funeral for Sisto Malaspina, the 74-year-old victim of that a terror attack just a couple of weeks ago in Burke Streets uh, in Melbourne. Uh, your thoughts about how Victorians are feeling about law and order issues and about uh, the idea of, uh, you know, is enough being done to protect citizens in Victoria? Uh, does this reflect on the Andrews government? What are your thoughts uh, for uh, Sisto Malaspina and, uh, and the idea of uh, terror attacks in Melbourne? Yes, good questions and apologies. I think my battery died. Um, well, look, we, as you say, we just last Friday had this yet another Islamic terror attack in addition to the uh, African gang uh, violence that we've had ongoing now under the Andrews government. We've had a, a number of Islamic terror attacks. Now, recall that two years ago, Dan Andrews proudly said that, hey, uh, Victoria and Australia, you just have to get used to it. Uh, extreme violence is just part of living in Australia. Uh, guess what, Dan? I'm not going to get used to it. I don't think most Victorians are. We expect better from our governments. We expect our governments to be protecting us from this kind of stuff. In fact, it turned out that Dan Andrews had known that this latest Islamic uh, attacker uh, was out on bail, but he kept that from the Victorian public. Uh, he happened to have had some good cups of coffee at Pellegrini's and would have been served by Sisto. And yeah, a lot of Victorians are mourning. They're in grief. They can't believe that this migrant who did so much good is now gone. But another migrant was allowed to go on yet another jihadist attack. So that would be another area where we need to get rid of a very weak labor government and get somebody in who's actually going to protect its own citizens instead of being worried about fake Islamophobia. Okay, let's come back to the Australian Christian Values Checklist. And uh, for those who've been listening through this past hour, you'll know that this Christian Values Checklist has 21 points on it. And it divides up the parties who are standing for election on Saturday, the Greens, Labor, Liberals, National and the DLP. And it differentiates by a series of green ticks or red crosses uh, or where there's some sort of crossover, some question marks. So if you've got a question mark in the green tick, it's a likelihood falling that way. If it's a question mark in the red cross, a likelihood of falling that way. 21 categories. And on the moral and ethical issues that face Victorians as they go to the polls on Saturday. Uh, Warwick Marsh, uh, just a very quick word from you. Uh, the value of a checklist like this, especially for Victorian voters right now, uh, but all these issues will matter to others in other states as well, but why should a Victorian voter listening to our conversation uh, have a look at this checklist and run their eye over it? Well, I think it's, um, it's, it's succinct. It's one pager um, 
We've got a track record. Bill's been part of this team now for almost 20 years. I've been working on this project myself, and we have many very, uh, very wise people who come and advise us, and we get advice from other people as well to check things. So it's got credibility. Uh, it's simple, and you can see where people stand. We still encourage people to go to the ACL, go to Family Voice Australia, go to the Australian uh, Family Association, do your homework. You've got to, as believers, we're called to actually vote and participate in democracy. It's a God-given blessing, that d d democracy, and we should be part of the process, and the way to be part of the process is to vote and to be an informed voter and to be an educated voter. So the checklist is about informing you and giving you the information you need to make the decision you need to make to, 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 make to give um, Victoria the best outcome. Bill Muhlenberg, one last very quick comment. When you've got people like the Australian Christian Lobby, who normally non-partisan, basically coming out and saying the Andrews government has got to go, uh, there is something very strong in a statement like that. and No doubt you're endorsing that. Yeah, right. No question. When it gets that bad, then you know we got to do something and do it fast. Uh, if there was ever a time where God's people get on their knees and pray and fast, can I suggest it's in the next four or five days? Uh, this is, uh, unless God intervenes and moves his people to vote carefully, uh, we could all be toast for another at least four more years. Uh, my wise uh, father-in-law used to say, here's a prayer you pray when you pray for governments. Improve them or remove them. And uh, there is a sense in which that is a prayer that many Christians need to pray, but then as they go to the polls, uh, go armed with an informed way that you can have your faith influence the direction of your vote. And let me point people to the Christian values checklist we're talking about today. Uh, you can simply go online and you can download it very easily. You'll just click on christianvalues.org.au and that checklist will be there front and centre and you'll be able to see at a glance on these social, moral and ethical issues uh, where the parties stand and you can then say I have some level of informed understanding of who I'm voting for on Saturday at the election. Uh, to both Warwick Marsh from Dads for Kids, the Fatherhood Foundation and to Christian commentator Bill Muhlenberg from Culture Watch, uh, part of the backbone behind the Australian Christian Values Institute who produce this checklist every time there is an election. Thank you to the two of you for sharing your thoughts and your heart with us today on 2020. Thank you. Thank you so much. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.